The Selfish Path to Romance. Download Chapter 1 for free at drkenner.com. Now, my husband and I were recently at a restaurant. We went out for a romantic meal together. And at the next table, very close to us, you know how you go for a romantic meal, but you end up almost sitting with the people next to you, was another couple middle-aged couple, and they were with a middle-aged guy, and the guy's wife wasn't there, and they shared their regrets. You know, we couldn't not hear anything. And then the guy just starts talking about how, you know, my high school reunion's coming up, and boy, I would love to go to that reunion. And, oh, you know, I had such a good time at my last reunion. Yeah, I had a really good time. You know why? Because my ex-girlfriend was there. My girlfriend from high school was there, Suzanne. She was such a sweetheart. And yeah, I drank a little bit too much that night. I was really happy. And boy, uh, we had a really nice time together. And uh, I never told my wife, but... I think my wife suspects something's up because she doesn't want me to go to the high school reunion this year. And I started to get calls from Suzanne. And Suzanne uh, finally said, I guess this is going nowhere. And yeah, I guess, well, should I go to that high school reunion or not? Now, of course, this is no longer a romantic dinner for my husband and I because we're involved in somebody who's obviously either had an affair, and I think he had, or was considering it. Your choices matter. What choices he makes really matters. Even if he could get away, in quotes, with an affair, can he really ever escape the fact that he's living a double life, that he's cheating on his wife? Now, if it's a bad marriage, he needs to have that discussion with his wife. But what image does he have of himself if he gets drunk, sleeps with a former girlfriend, and then goes back to his marriage, and then is tempted to do it again. What type of a mind is he creating for himself? What type of values does he have? And what effect does it have on him long range, on his own self-image? That's the core. And it does take a toll on him and on anyone who's been in that type of a situation. I'm Dr. Ellen Kenner. My show is The Rational Basis of Happiness. And if you're struggling with a very difficult decision, maybe you're married to this guy. Maybe you're one of the kids of, and this is your dad doing this, and you find out. What do you do in situations like that? Maybe you're Suzanne, the old high school girlfriend, and you don't know how to deal with this. Or maybe you're the guy that's doing this and you feel like you don't want to continue leading this type of a lifestyle. Can you change yourself? Of course you can change yourself. Does it take work? Does it take skills and knowledge and effort? Of course it does. But that's what clinical psychology is all about. That's what therapy is all about. Good therapy teaches you thinking skills. And that's what we do on the show. I'm Dr. Ellen Kenner. Again, the show is The Rational Basis of Happiness. You can pick up the phone and call me and ask me any question you'd ask a counselor or a therapist. I'm single. And I've gotten accustomed to thinking of myself as recently divorced, but that was five years ago. I'm 43 and I'm alone. My number's toll-free, 1-877-DR-KENNER, toll-free, 1-877-DR-K-E-N-N-E-R. And you can go to my website, drkenner.com, the same, drkenner.com, and I've got podcasts you can listen to, books I recommend, and um, more information on the web, articles to read. 
So uh, one of the things I do is take your questions. And here's a question from Joel. And we've all felt lonely at different times in our lives. But what happens if you're 30 years old and you feel very lonely and you've never had companionship and you want it? Is it too late to start? See what you think. Hi, Dr. Kenner. What would you say to a man in his 30s who doesn't date and has never had a girlfriend? I have been plagued by loneliness my whole life, and I don't consider myself physically repulsive. Joel. Okay, Joel. Notice the way you're framing the problem. If I framed a problem that I was having like that, it has a feel to it. It feels very heavy. And if we look at the details, you say you feel plagued. Plagued is a really heavy word. If I felt plagued with a job loss problem or that I have, didn't have a romantic partner, it makes me feel powerless and helpless. So when you frame your desire for companionship, you want to reduce the loneliness. This is a lovely value you're going after. When you frame it as being plagued by loneliness, it makes the problem seem unsolvable. So one skill you can take from cognitive therapy is just recasting, reframing. Reframing is the term that is used in cognitive therapy. The way you state the problem. State it in a more self-respecting and more optimistic manner, more hopeful manner. So you could say the same thing. You could say, hi, Dr. Kenner. I'm in my 30s and I've never dated and I've never had a girlfriend. But I would like to change that and gain the courage and confidence to try dating. What would you recommend? Do you see it no longer has that heavy feel anymore? So the next thing is what to do. What action can you take? Well, psychology is causal. And you want to discover by asking yourself, what are the barriers that have kept me from dating till now? You say, well, how would I answer that question? Listen to your own self-talk, what you say to yourself, your inner monologue. When you think about the prospect of dating someone, you see a lovely girl, you're in a library, you see a lovely girl there, or you're shopping at the store and you see a nice woman, or you go on a, an in, a dating website, um, internet dating website and you see someone you're interested in and then something kicks in for you because you're 30 years old and you hadn't dated. What do you say to yourself? Do you say to yourself something along the lines of, you know, my parents were always fighting and relationships will never work out. What's the use? Why bother? Is that what kills it for you? Or do you say something like, oh man, I grew up around three sisters and I I, we fought all the time, and I just don't know if I can make it in a relationship, or I'm afraid I'll be rejected. Well, man, if you don't try, you'll never succeed. You'll always feel rejected anyway. You'll feel like a loner. So you want my husband's attitude. His was nothing ventured, nothing gained, and he dated a lot. Um, so you want to understand your self-talk, your unique self-talk, and figure out, is it accurate or not? Can you change it at all? Can you make it more reasonable? And then ask yourself, what would it mean to succeed? 
How would that change your life if you had companionship in it? Make yourself hungry for that value. And also, know that romance takes learning some skills. I actually wrote a course, Courting Success in Romance. And you could read books on dating, or you could get my course at drkenner.com and give yourself the skills and the courage to try dating or just try going out to a coffee shop with somebody or try having a conversation with them. I'm Dr. Ellen Kenner and uh, later on in the show we are going to be talking about having a balanced lifestyle. Uh, We'll be talking with Jean Maroney on how to use your mind better. So if you're struggling with feeling like your life is not in balance, you never have time for your husband or your wife, or you're not spending enough time with the kids and you feel guilty, or you're not putting in enough time at work and you're feeling guilty, stay tuned. Um, I'm Dr. Ellen Kenner on the Rational Basis of Happiness. Here's an excerpt from The Selfish Path to Romance. The Serious Romance Guidebook by clinical psychologist Dr. Ellen Kenner and co-author Dr. Edwin Locke, who's world famous for his theories in goal setting. Another emotion that is important to understand and to detect both in yourself and any potential romantic partner is envy. Envy involves resentment of and or the desire for objects or qualities possessed by another. Jealousy is similar in meaning. In the best sense of these terms, they refer simply to wishing that one had what another has. In the worst sense, they refer to wanting the destruction of another person's values, including virtues of character virtues and values which one lacks. If I can't have X, then nobody should have it. You can download Chapter 1 for free by going to drkenner.com and you can buy The Selfish Path to Romance at amazon.com.